2: And through adaptable problem
1: solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Haha, in my dentist's office. even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.
0: He's one of England's most capped international players. Seaman is the man here. He's one of the world's most decorated goalkeepers. And it's somehow kept out by Seaman. That is a fantastic
3: save. This is Seaman Says with David Seaman. And Seaman was a. back. Here.
0: Like never before. Hello and welcome to Seaman Says with me, David Seaman. We'll be here throughout the Euros, no matter how far England get. So that means we're going to be there all the time. OK? <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. Throughout the series, I'll be joined by some of my favourite people from the world of football and entertainment. Today I'll be chatting to Euro 96 hero and absolute legend, Mr. Paul Gazagascoyne. <laughs>
4: Well, I just can't understand this, right? I scored my penalty, Gareth South missed his, I ended up in rehab and he ended up England manager. <laughs> and something went wrong there. <laughs>
0: And he had a certain advert for a pizza company. I just said grand a good advert. With me for the next month is a very knowledgeable Lindsay Hooper. Hi, Lindsay.
5: Hey, David. So, was this your idea to call it Seaman Says? Because I've had so many people saying to me, it should be called Safe Hands.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, obviously it wasn't my idea. <laughs> <laughs> and you may also hear from our producers, Adam and Callum. Hi, guys. Hello. How's it going? Seaman Says.
5: Hear him like never before.
0: So, Lindsay, it's here, finally. How excited are you?
5: I'm super excited. I mean, was this what you were like on the eve of a tournament starting? Because, again, we've had this year extension wait as well for this one.
0: No, we weren't really excited. We were absolutely bricking it. Didn't want to be sharing the toilets with you. Oh, God, it was it was so nerve-wracking. You know, obviously the night before, you, you're waiting and your mind plays tricks with it. You're like, oh, God, what if that happens? Or what if we get beat? And, and all that sort of stuff, you know. So the worst thing is the waiting. You know, and it's, like, it's like when you go up the tunnel. We went up the tunnel at Wembley before the game against Switzerland, we arrived at the top and there were people on, on there were, well not people, there was knights on horses whizzing around the dog track at Wembley. This massive blow-up trophy in the middle, flags everywhere, you know, so we were like, oh my God, it's really starting now. You know, and I think that's part of the reason that we didn't play very well. We were so frightened and so nervous.
5: When you said about, like, imagining things, I always think for goalkeepers, you do that more than anyone, surely, because you can envisage possible scenarios easier than like a midfielder or a defender I guess because so, so many things can happen for them but for you I guess you're thinking about all different possibilities
4: you
0: are and because as a goalkeeper you know that you, you can play well for 89 minutes make one mistake and that's what gets remembered you know and that can, can spoil your whole performance you know so it's, uh, it's it is a tricky position but it's yeah, you know, it's one that obviously I loved but yeah the nerves do and that little parrot on your shoulder does have a lot to say sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Just
5: pipe down, parrot, pipe down.
0: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
5: we all want to hear what Jordan Pickford's parrot's got to say at the minute.
0: Oh, God, he's got a few on there because he can chat, can't he? When he makes a save on that as well, he has a good chat with himself, you know, and really celebrates and... When he makes a save, it's almost like he scored a goal.
5: You were super confident, but I mean, he comes across as uber confident.
0: He does, doesn't he? Yeah. You know, and I'm like, sometimes I like, I cringe a little bit. I'm like, oh, you know, I just calm down a little bit. But obviously, that's what makes him tick. And uh, you know, for me, mm. he's he's by far the number one. There's there's no doubt about it. You know, when you look at, at Henderson and Johnston, they're they're two guys. Obviously, they have played a lot of time in the in the Premier League. But um, yeah, they're they're putting pressure on him.
5: Well, Johnston's debut definitely got a lot of people's attention. That was incredible. That was
0: perfect, wasn't it? A clean sheet on your debut, a win, and you make a worldy save as well. When I first saw it, I thought it had took a deflection off off Mings. I think Mings like tried to get a block on it. I thought it took a deflection off him, but no, it's it's a proper save, you know. And it, see that that's the difference between between Pickford and Johnston. Like Johnson got up, like I'd made a save. You know, just got calm as anything. Get on with it, right? Let's get ready. Let's get ready for the corner. You know, there's two different styles of goalkeeping, but do you, do you secretly think in, in your head like, "I did it.
3: I saved it. Thank God for that." Oh
0: <laughs> No, it's It's like when you get a, when you get a touch on it like that and it goes and it goes over, you, you're thinking, oh, please go over, please go over, you're like you're looking around to see where it's gone. <laughs> it was like that, <laughs> when, when McAllister's um, penalty hit my elbow, you know, I just stuck my elbow on it, and I'm thinking, where's it gone, where's it gone? And I just saw it flying over the crossbar, so, yeah, mightily relieved.
5: So during this summer break, I went down to Weymouth, of all places, carnage, because it was full, the beaches were full, but there was an arcade I used to go to as a kid, and you can do those reactions, and I was thinking of you. I think I bet David absolutely bosses this game. I was a little bit off the pace. <laughs>
0: so that, that that didn't come in until like later on in my career. Obviously, when Arsene Wenger came, um, everything changed, and he he brought in machines like that that light up. You know, and I, I remember. Yes, yeah, you're he, like low, yeah, high, in the gym at Arsenal. L- you know, spending hours on those things, and I'm thinking. Well, this ain't how I say the ball, you know. But obviously, it's to to train your reactions and sharpen them up. But um, yeah, they, they they work. They definitely work. And you know, and a lot of other things that uh, Arsenal Wenger brought in was. You know, obviously jumping with bands on your waist and stuff like that, you know, to resistance training. That's what it was all about. And uh...
5: For when your shirt's getting pulled.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> exactly. At that yeah. stage in your career, though, from what I remember of reading of, of Arsene, he came in and he, he changed you, you guys, the diet you did and the training stuff. When you were having matches with other teams in the Premier League, were you chatting to other goalkeepers and saying, We're doing this now? This is, I mean, because it was so new for its time. Was, it, was he doing stuff with you that no one else was doing?
0: Yeah, I was not telling anybody. The best one about that is um, on England duty, right? So we, we used to go for, meet up with England, and there'd be the Man United table, the Arsenal table, and then the others. <laughs> and what happened was is we, we were on our diet on England duty. And um, I remember Gary Neville coming over and going, oh, what are they eating, Doc? You know, because Doc Crane, who was the doctor for England, was also the doctor for uh, for uh, Arsenal. And he was like, what are they eating, Doc? Because we, we're a team, we need to be on the same as them. <laughs> and he took, a, he took the recipe back to Man United. <laughs> <laughs>
5: actually you know what though Dave I'm glad you brought that up because that is being highlighted as one of the key differences isn't it for this England team that they're all together they enjoy meeting up in these England training bases and England you know Euro squads they want to get together whereas when you were doing it it was these separate tables and the the psychology around that yeah
0: it went it, it was only at dinner time you know n- normally everybody else mixed and everything um but when it when it came to dinner time it was just, or lunchtime, it was just so weird you know because just go and sit with your teammates you know and like yeah. in, back in the day when, when that Arsenal sure. were good <laughs> yeah. were, you know, there was a lot of Arsenal in there and obviously a lot of Man United
5: Is that a good or a bad thing? Because that sort of competitiveness from the Premier League everyone said that that stopped England winning something but does it also breed a little bit of one-upmanship which is good for the game
0: I know what you mean um, I, when, when it was happening I, I never felt there was a problem with it um, you know people have spoken about it I think Rio spoke about it later on saying that it did become a problem um, but you know, we were always really friendly you know the only <laughs> the only thing was you know, like Gary, so like when we used to play Man United we'd be in the, in the tunnel waiting to go out but Gary wouldn't look at you he wouldn't even say hello he would just stand in the tunnel and look straight forward, and I'd be actually like two foot away from him, going like, "You're right, hello, hello." <laughs>
5: That's Gary Neville, though, isn't
3: it? Just like <laughs> just totally focused on his thing, whereas Phil was like, "Yeah, you're right, Dave." Did you, as players, ever sort of think? Um, I mean, the one that really sticks out for me, and I'm gonna, uh, you know, hold my cards up at the moment. I'm a Saints fan. Back in the day, sort of, we're talking in you know, the '90s, like Euro '96. As players, did you ever think? Why is so and so not in the team with us? I, I know why is the manager not like for me. Obviously, like well, Letizia didn't get picked. You know, he, he was in the England B team before the internationals. He scored a hat trick and he didn't get in. But for you boys, was there ever like why is this guy not playing with us? Like, did you ever kind of question that? Like, secretly question it as, as teammates? Um, not, really, not really.
0: Sometimes you get you get like certain players that were on form and you think, oh, they're definitely going to get in the team, and then they wouldn't. You know, they would stick to their tried and trusted players.
3: Um, That's continued through though, hasn't it? Even like with with the with Liverpool players, you've got uh, Henderson who hadn't played for for months. Um, you've got Jesse Lingard who was on form, James Ward Prowse that was on form, and, I, and obviously these, these guys don't make it.
0: Obviously, Gareth Scott, he's got his fa- not, he's got his favourites, okay. But the players that he picks, you know, they're players that have that have done it before, um, you know, so they've got all that experience. Whether whether Henderson will start, I'm, I'm very doubtful. You know, just mm. through, from one game. You know, I know that and, and McGuire started training, hasn't he? So, you know, for me, he's no way is he going to play in this first game. Um, they're they're going to try and get him ready for the rest of the tournament. Um, the only one, the only time that I ever th- felt like that was when Glenn Hoddle left Gazza out in World Cup '98. That was a massive shot, not just to me, but to the whole squad. You know, because the, the squad trained with... We were all training with Gaza and we all knew how good he was. Um, and we, even if he wasn't fully fit, he, was still, he would still really affect the game for half an hour if he came on a sub. You know, and, and to actually leave him out, mm. I, was, I just couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe the logic. And, you know, bless him, I've never seen a man so devastated in all my life. Um, you know, th- through, through football... You know, he, yeah. he just couldn't move, he, could, he was crying his eyes out, he was trying to arrange a, a flight back home because he didn't want to get on the plane that the FA had supplied and it was just devastated, you know, and trying to get him out of his room to actually get on the flight was, was a task in itself, but, um, you know, he, he loved England and and that really affected him.
5: This tournament, it's got the feelings of Euro 96. I know it's across all these European cities, but England, they play every one of these group games at Wembley and it's got everyone thinking about Gaza. And we saw the Phil Foden haircut. He's got the Gaza look as well.
0: I know. Yeah, he's set himself right up now, and he? has got the Gaza look. All he's, got, all he's got to do is try and play like Gaza now. <laughs> good luck with that yeah, one. Yeah,
5: <laughs> good luck with that. Against Scotland as well, Like that goal. If he can recreate that, brilliant.
0: Yeah, but what happened 90 seconds before that, Lindsay? That's what I do every time people mention the goal. I always say, "Yeah, ninety seconds before that."
5: I know. As a goalkeeper, though, David, you have to do that. You have to keep (laughs) reminding (laughs)
0: everyone. Exactly. Do you know what? I didn't realise that um, that there was only like fifteen minutes to go with that penalty. You know, Mm. so I was I was shocked. I I I saw it the other day after I'd looked at it for the two millionth time.
5: It's you with all the
0: clicks. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, then I noticed it was like 15 minutes to go, but like I say, you know, make the save, Gaza scores, game over. You know, rather than being 1-1, one, one, you know, then us under yeah. the right pressure to face the Dutch.
5: And you've pulled it out of the bag with this one, because not only have you got something to talk about that penalty save, because we've got Yuri Geller, who you've managed to get out your black book, got Gazza as well coming up on this show. I'm so excited.
0: Yeah, the Gazza interview, oh... Yeah, <laughs> very exciting. <laughs> you know, I've got, obviously, I've got a lot of time for him and, um, you know, he, he, he has his problems, we all know that, but he's got a heart of gold. You know, the the yeah. guy will do anything for you, you know, and, um, mm. you know, that's why, you know, that's why I've always got time for him.
5: Oh, he loves you so much, you can hear it, you can just tell.
0: He phones me up, like, all the time and... Sometimes when he's had quite a few too many, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no. So <laughs> you put it
5: on silent.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it comes up like with held number, I'm like, oh, no. And then at that, a minute later, it's followed by a text. It's Gaza, call me. Because he changes his number, like, the weather. You'd like one number for him one week, and then it's changed the next. He's just, uh, he's paranoid. <laughs> is he losing his phone? <laughs> he's paranoid that people are listening in. You know, that's what it is. But, you know, to be fair to him, he's, he has got reason. Because I was with him in, on one of the England uh, squads and he changed his number. He says, right, I've had enough. I'm changing my number again. So he changed his number. Within two hours, the press had Wow. Got it. So, yeah. Yeah.
5: That's someone close as well, isn't it? Exactly.
0: Either someone yeah. close or where he got it from.
5: Mm.
0: Yeah. you know, So that's the sort of pressures that he's under. But, um, yeah, you've know, you just got to love him. So anyway, we've been speaking about Gaza. How about we game one next?
1: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. David
5: Seaman and Lindsay Hooper.
0: This is Seaman Says. Anyway, mate, I'm so happy you've come on my podcast. I can't believe that I'm interviewing you. Fucking <laughs> know. You're fucking charging. Oi, you've got to be on your best behaviour and no swearing.
4: Well, not a lot of swearing. <laughs> no, no, no. I've just had Botox and loads of other injections, but never mind. Wow. That island was fucking hard, mate. Was it? No cigarettes, no coffee, no telephone, nothing. What, what happened? Did you break your arm or something? No, my shoulder came come out before I went in, but I kept it quiet because I wanted the money, obviously. <laughs> and then it popped out again,
0: Yeah. and
4: then I had to do this challenge, and I knew my shoulder was going to pop out. Right. So it popped out and I got in the helicopter, I went to the hospital, put the popper back in, come back on the island, it popped out again three times. Oh, no. Yeah, I put it back in though
0: But what was it like on the island? Was it was it all right or was it hard?
4: Well, it was me against 15 Italians. I could understand what they were saying, but I had a few swear words and then I <laughs> had enough. So I just, took, I, took, I just went nude, just took all my clothes off and just fucking lied there. There's a shock. <laughs> yeah it was all right though it was just night time seven o'clock and twelve and they were just talking away and i just couldn't be bothered to listen to them it was hot though i was doing sit-ups and I had five snakes behind us, a scorpion trancelos you name it but can you speak italian See, coming Si, perfecto. Yeah, right. I, I love it. <laughs> what the fuck are you on about? You,
0: you sound better in that language.
4: <laughs> I know, I can speak better Italian than I can English, man.
0: <laughs> anyway, yeah. guess what we're going to be talking about? Euro 96, mate. How, oh, how special was that?
4: Oh, I loved it. It was class one at Euro 96. You made me that goal.
0: <laughs> Thanks for taking <laughs> all my glory it. straight <laughs> afterwards, <laughs> didn't you?
4: I just wish when I did the Dennis Chair celebration I wish it was vodka in that bottle and <laughs> <I'm> losing you. <it. laughs>
0: no, you did all right on what you were drinking. You needed that for your energy levels. That, uh, that's me right being thing. all sensible now. <laughs>
4: I was telling someone yesterday about when you, you saved me life when I'm fly fishing.
0: I <laughs> know. <laughs> oh, what was it you took? You took a sleeping tablet, didn't you?
4: Twelve.
0: <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> Because I, I saw you drink, uh, uh, pop them, and I was like, what's that? You went, it's a sleeping tablet. I was like, "What, what are you doing that for? We're going fishing. And you went to me, you went, I want to fight the tablet. <laughs> <laughs> and then you fell in.
4: <laughs> Threw it on top like that.
0: I uh, know. And you were like, come and get me out. And I'm like, no, you come over here. And I, and I pulled you out. You remember I pulled you out and I left you. I went, sort yourself out, I'm fishing. Five minutes later, I looked back and you were fast asleep.
4: (laughs) Remember when I woke up and I went, did I catch anything?
0: (laughs) What was your favourite moment of Euro 96, mate?
4: Me and you fishing.
0: (laughs) Nothing to do with that. I loved it.
4: No, to be fair, I mean, I played for Glasgow Rangers and I was against seven of the players to score that goal against them. Brilliant.
0: That's what I wanted to ask you. What was it like when you went back to Glasgow Rangers after you were in 96? What was it like? Well, to- I forgot
4: about because I went on holiday after the tournament, and about five days ago, I went, oh, shit, I've got to go back to Glasgow Rangers, yeah? <laughs> but I kept it quiet, and then what happened, I was in the dressing room, and the lads were giving us a little bit of steak, so I got a mop, I got a ball, I flipped it over the mop and volleyed it against Andy Gorham. <laughs>
0: And Henry, he wasn't happy. No
4: way.
0: Then do that again and knock your head off. I think one of the
4: best moments in 96 was when we
0: just peed on Holland. Oh, I know.
4: That was amazing, wasn't it?
0: Because, like, you remember when Terry used to make us watch videos of Holland? You know, in in all the get-togethers before Euro 96. He'd always make us watch videos of Holland. And we were like, "Why why are we watching these? And he was like... These are the best, and he says, and at some stage we will play them. And how yeah, right he was! Please
4: in the one game. I
0: oh, know, Yeah.
4: Well, what was funny was when you saved that penalty, and you didn't realise we qualified for the next game.
0: <laughs> I know. i Did the Spain game? I know.
4: Cause like, just I, like
0: that. I just got yeah, it. I I just... it. I come
4: running. I come running it with, with you man.
0: <laughs> I know. You're Cause like, oh, I, oh okay. yeah. As I saved it, I was like, I just got up, like just like normal, and then I just see you lot like all running towards me, and I was like, yeah. I mean, how many? How
4: many pennies did you save in that tournament? I mean, saved about
0: four. So I mean, two. You... It's only two, mate.
4: It's the two well, well two one was good
0: enough for me, <laughs> yeah. Just the two. <laughs> I wish I'd I say got all the
4: pub- I got all the publicity. Oh, yeah, I know, and I man, know.
0: You were jack shit, yeah. I remember, I remember the penalty when Tony Adams gave the penalty away when he brought jury down. It was a blatant penalty, and then he obviously McAllister came up an idiot and hit it. I saved it with my elbow, it went out for a corner. The corner, no, I was classy, him though. It was yeah. the, the corner like came in. And I don't know how, but I think I ended up with it. I threw it to somebody, they passed it to you. And it was, it, I was tack, tack, to, uh, chatting to um, John Collins earlier, and he said it was 90 seconds after the penalty. You scored. 90
4: seconds. So I, had, I make... had the
0: glory for 90 seconds, mate. Thanks very much.
4: I met Colin Henry in London not long ago. He says, Gus, what? what are you doing in London? I thought he lived in Bournemouth. I went, what are you doing in London? I left here in Wembley. <laughs>
0: I bet you remind him of that all the time. <laughs> all the
4: time. Every time I meet him, he says, don't mention Gaza, please don't. I say, I'm sorry, I've got to, I just fucking
0: yeah. ruined you. How did you feel when we went out to Germany with air pens? Because to be fair, all the penalties were really good pens, weren't they? Apart from one. Oh, yeah.
4: The Germans were class when yeah. they, really, to
0: be fair. But how did, how did you feel like when we were out? You know, when you knew we were
4: out? Well, I just kind of understand this, right? I scored my penalty. Gareth South has missed his. I ended up in rehab and he's ended up in England manager. So went wrong there.
0: <laughs> and he had a certain advert for a pizza company. <laughs> I had a 30
4: grand for good advert. Gotta I End up getting fined 30 grand. He great 30 grand.
0: <laughs> what um what what do you reckon over this comparison that they're trying to make with Foden and you?
4: Ah, uh, no one's in comparison to me,
0: <laughs> mate. I tell everybody that. Everybody that asks me, "Who's your, who's your the best player you've played with or against?" and I always say, "You."
4: Yeah, fallen. I, 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 beat them all with me eyes shut, man. <laughs> and that's with a bottle of whiskey inside of us as well, and twelve sleepers, and a couple of Bacardi breezers. <laughs> Do you think they've got a realistic chance? They play well, I mean, we're attacking, we're attacking forces, unbelievable, unbelievable. The defenders see what happens, but the thing is, though, they've, they've been playing in friendlies against non-teams, not not very good teams, right? Mm-hmm. So when they come across Italians and the French, then it's a different matter, different matter. Who
0: do you think going to win the tournament, mate?
4: England will turn a so and Portugal looks strong. Yeah. But well, we've only got like this, like Portugal Ronaldo. Then you've yeah. got Spain, who's got I don't can't remember me. Yeah,
0: France looked good as well with Mbappe. France, the, the, the yeah, Ponga France and... are
4: always strong, don't they? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It yeah. just because we've got so many young players, it only depends if we can handle the pressure, Dave. But because that's... it's big, it's big. The Euro it's to them. Yeah, and it only depends if they read the press, because you know what the press are like. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know if it's blank the press and just concentrate on the games I think we've, got, we've made a good chance it was like when when they went to Russia
0: in the World Cup there was like nobody was expecting anything and there was no pressure was there
4: not but, nothing exactly but
0: now now it's like uh, the pressure's on now yeah pressure's on it's at Wembley and it's. I
4: mean look at when Denmark didn't qualify and then they got into the tournament no pressure on them they won it yeah uh, Brilliant. Yeah, it all depends on the hand handle the pressure. Who, who do you think is going to be the best player of the tournament? Uh, I, I think uh, Rashford's going to be good. Yeah. Keen Keane, obviously, he needs he needs the ball, needs good good passing in, into the box for him, and you know?
0: that. He does, doesn't he? He needs a good supply.
4: That's what he needs a good supply, you know.
0: He's a proper finisher, isn't
4: he? Yeah, he oh he can finish. But he keeps on playing with his mouth open all the time like that. <laughs> That's him fucking flies. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but yeah, he needs a, he needs a good supplier. But we've got I think to be fair, we've got quite a few individual players. Mhm. And we've got a good quite bench.
0: A the bench is good as well. You know, like with the yeah, players that are going to come on. So yeah, I'm I'm quite I'm quite confident if I'm honest.
4: Well, I think we've got a decent chance. We've been seeing that since 1966. I think the closest we've been us in '96. Yeah,
0: you know that that was a. When good I was team,
4: not, but... I was only that far away from scoring that goal.
0: I know, and what? Why? Why did? Why did you miss it? I thought the keeper was going to get a touch. There you go. That's what I tell everybody. You said that. You said you thought he was just going to get a little nick.
4: Just a little nick, and that was it goal. i had be celebration ready and everything. <laughs> straight, down the, straight down the local pub with a couple of pints.
0: <laughs> we would have been following you, trust me. Because
4: <laughs> that was the golden goal,
0: weren't it? It would have been over then. Yeah,
4: that was it. We're through.
0: Yeah.
4: And Darren Hans hit, hit the post.
0: Does, yeah, that's right. I know.
4: Well, I'm glad he missed because he would going to be the hospital for another sick note. <laughs> so, so your
0: prediction is what? Who's going to win?
4: I think... I think France has got a great chance. They're strong. Italians are strong. The French are strong. But England have got a chance,
3: I think, the way they're playing. But it all depends if they can handle the pressure. Here's a question for both of you. Gareth has made quite a thing about trying to make the national team feel like a club. Because he sort of thought, you know, that, you know the golden generation with Beck's and Rooney and Lampard and that kind of stuff. There was quite a thing about them being... Oh, that's the Chelsea table, that's the Manchester United table. So he's trying to make it more of a of a club feel. What was it like when you boys were doing it a little bit before that at 90 and 96 and stuff? What was was there any oh you play for Spurs or you play for Arsenal? Was there any of that or was it just like
4: No, we just stuck together. Oh, we stuck together played pool, played table tennis, had a couple of cigarettes, couple of Budweisers. No, we stuck
0: together. It was it, 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 that that it developed a little bit later on when it was like when there was a lot of Arsenal players and a lot of Man United players. But then yeah, like like you say, we we did. We just stuck together. And Terry would say to me, he'd be like David, take him fishing. He's getting on my nerves.
4: <laughs> <laughs> he did. Get rid of him. <laughs> and then we used to do set pieces. We used to do set pieces, and Terry used to see Ray Paul. Go the other side, you're not doing them. Just wait, let the lads concentrate because I used to mess about a little bit.
1: <laughs>
4: but now, our team spirit was unbelievable, even the players that didn't play.
0: Yeah, it, it was good, weren't it? Because, like, even like in the hotel, can you remember what we used to call Incy's room? We used to call it the Queen Vic. <laughs> the Queen
4: Vic, that's the Queen Vic. <laughs> it was like we a said, bar. <laughs> we used to yeah, keep on nipping into each other's rooms and that. But no, but team spirit was unbelievable. Class and Terry Bembos had a lot to do with that. Yeah, he was
0: was proper, weren't he? He was a great, great man-to-man manager and a a great tactician as well. What was the game where he said he weren't going to pick you?
4: It was after the Switzerland game and I couldn't sleep. And I went to his room at 10 o'clock at night in tears. I went, am I playing tomorrow? He went, no, against Scotland. And I went, please, and I was in tears, please, 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 please. And he went, no, I'm not playing you. And so I went to my room, and on the only way to leave the room, he went, gaza. Of course you're fucking playing. <laughs> I went, cheers, i got to sleep now.
0: <laughs> you seriously can't believe that you weren't going to play against Scotland.
4: <laughs> Hello.
0: <laughs> what a match that was for you.
4: Oh, yeah. I loved it, because the pressure was on because of the press, seeing like the dentist chair kick him out of the tournament. I remember the no, like yeah
0: they were they were actually trying to get you out the out the squad weren't they
4: yeah the FA did and everything so that's when I scored that's when I looked at the FA and sort of went FA <laughs> FO
0: <laughs> do you know when you, you know when you did the the celebration right I got asked the other day somebody in there like a quiz thing who who squirted the the water at you and I got it wrong did you
4: yeah I thought that's... it was Shearer it was Teddy Sheridan. I know. Yeah. Teddy Sheridan um, and um Jim Redlap, I think. But had you spoke to them before? You must have done. No, nothing. I just I just knew. I see it cause in the dressing room, I see whoever scores to the dentist chair knows yeah. the idea and I just pointed at the bottle, get the bottle now quick. <laughs> that
0: was so good. It's so cool. <laughs> well mate. I've loved interviewing you. I'm so happy you've been on my podcast.
4: Yeah, cheers, pal. All right,
0: you take care, mate. Lots of love. i yeah. give
4: you a We we'll go fishing, eh?
0: Yeah, yeah.
4: All right, guys. God bless all of you, eh? It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope
2: with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so
1: shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say.
0: I've not heard much of a song being played for, for the Euros this year.
5: No, and there's this official song for the whole tournament, isn't there, that Bono's involved with? Have you heard that one?
0: Oh, well, I heard it a little bit and I was like, what? You know, And I was thinking, like, how's that going to compare to It's Coming Home?
5: Exactly, and that is, it feels like it's more for the tournament, but for England, it's like you say, everyone will be just singing It's Coming Home. It always tends to rear its head again, but I feel like we should get a, a bit of originality or or maybe rehash another song. Which ones did you like?
0: Well, apart from It's Coming Home, I quite like, I know people will go like, what? But I quite like Chico times, It's England time.
5: (laughs) I wasn't expecting you to say this. I thought you were gonna go down the John Barnes world in motion route, I'll be honest.
0: To be fair, that that was good. And Barnes, sings that every time he gets a chance to. You know, the amount of times he's sung that on Harry's Heroes is embarrassing. <laughs> so I want to hear I want to hear Chico Times, It's England Time.
4: <laughs>
5: well, my prediction is not very good because I've got John Barnes on my phone ready to go. I was going to try and get this for us sorted, but you're going to have to leave it with me because we're going to have to work on now trying to get Chico on the next show. But if we can, we'll speak to him and see if we can get It's England Time back in the charts.
0: That would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs>
5: We might not have an octopus, but we do have a Yuri Geller.
0: One of my special guests today is Mr. Yuri Geller. Hello, Yuri. How are you? Hey, David. Thank you. And hi, Lindsay.
2: And David, I have to tell you that you haven't aged. I don't know what you're doing <laughs> to your face, but you look amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah, the tash and ponytail just came off and it makes me look 10 years younger. <laughs> exactly.
2: I'm, uh, I'm speaking to you for my museum in wow. uh, Old Jaffa. That's We've got, uh, I've got things from Michael Jackson, David Bowie, John Lennon, Elvis Presley, and of course, my car that yeah. stood in many museums around the world. <laughs> it has 2,600 spoons. Among them, Pele gave me one, a Maradona. I mean, wow. I've got all
0: the big players. And have you have you bent all those spoons?
2: No, not all of them. There are some very unusual spoons, like this spoon Prince Philip gave me.
5: I love how you know every single spoon, over 2,000, oh, and he knows exactly course. which one is from
0: who.
2: <laughs> absolutely. I mean, I've, I've had this car since
0: 1976. Amazing, amazing. Wow. It looks fantastic, Yuri. <laughs> Thank you. The Euro 2020 starting. Who's your team that you're looking out for?
2: Well, look. First of all, I moved the ball away from Gary McAllister, <laughs> and um, this is a shirt I was wearing in the helicopter.
0: Right. This How is when I, I said
2: one, two, three, move, and the ball moved.
0: <gasps> to be and... fair, I know, and I've, I saw it, and when when I was in goal. And when Gary approached the ball, I did see it start to move, you know, so there's there's no getting away from it. It moved, definitely.
2: I received from Scotland 11,000 hate letters. Oh, no. (laughs) I mean, so I didn't know. I didn't know what, how do I get forgiveness? So I went over to Scotland and look what I bought. Can you not get back in their
5: good books this tournament, please? Not, Not before the 13th of June.
2: This is my Scottish island. It's called Lamb Island. When I bought the island in Scotland off Edinburgh, I started getting nice letters. So <laughs> every, and,
0: and, and Gary hugged me and forgave me. So we are okay. Gary might have hugged you. I want to <laughs> thank you for guiding that ball onto my elbow. <laughs> yeah, but, but
2: I have bad news for you now.
0: Uh-oh. Oh. No. I,
2: I have to give back Scotland no what I did for them. You can give them one goal
0: if we've scored two. <laughs> well I helped
2: them, I helped them beat Serbia. Right. And I got a shirt, a Scottish shirt, from some people in the very, very high echelons of Scottish football. And they begged me, Uri,
0: please, you gotta help us beat England. <laughs> so Oh, no. I think um, there's a bad signal, Yuri. Yeah. We're going to lose you. We're going to lose you. Yeah,
5: I'm sorry, the Same line's breaking connection. up. The line's breaking up. We can't hear you anymore.
2: <laughs> OK, we can't. <laughs> <laughs> Some... um, well, you know, Gareth Southgate should really take me seriously. We should take uh, Jesse Lingard and James ward Prowse seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that I was involved with Exeter City Football Club? Right. Okay? Yeah. Yes. I called Michael Jackson. He was in Los Angeles. And I said, Michael, come on. Get on a plane and come to Exeter. We need money. We need to raise money. We can give it half to charity, half to the club. Do you know what he said, Lindsay? Of course I'll come. He got on a plane, landed in London. We got the Royal Coach right to Exeter.
5: Did he go via Fulham?
2: (laughs) This is the shirt that Michael Jackson wore. Here is the picture of him
0: wearing the shirt. That's brilliant.
5: This is incredible. And the newspapers,
2: look what the headline says.
0: (laughs) Yes, it really really did happen. It did
5: happen. (laughs) Yeah. Your museum is bigger than my house. I mean, I can't (laughs) say the same for David.
0: Right, so what I want from you, Yuri, I want some predictions from you for the Um, Euros. I'm going to ask you... what about tonight so Turkey against Italy we need I, your I, prediction
2: I, I'm gonna I'm going to disappoint you because I don't do predictions ah. I, I nah the ball is round anything can happen <laughs> but I will bend the spoon for you come here Johnny so this is a real spoon I bought it in the flea market and this is what happened I touch it very gently I stroke it and I put energy in it and I melt it one
5: left for England right for Scotland
2: two what watch watch what, what, what?
3: Three.
5: Gone. Went left.
3: That means yeah. England wins. <laughs> Went left. Wow. I'm going straight to my kitchen to check everything's okay when I get out of
0: here. Thank you very much, Yuri. It
2: was fantastic being on, on your show. A big hug from old
0: Jaffa. You're welcome. <laughs> Bye. Seaman says. Well, that was a bit different. Um, we didn't get any predictions from Yuri, did we?
5: <laughs> no. I'm, I'm, uh, I feel like the octopus would have been a better bet.
0: <laughs> I'm sure, yeah. Have you got some predictions, Lindsay?
5: So, if we're starting today, I think Turkey and Italy are two of the teams that could do really well. So I, I feel like this could be one of those barnstorming openers to a tournament. She says this, it'll be nil-nil now, won't it? But I, I think it could be something like 2-2. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Mm. You know,
0: I'm thinking of Italy as, like, defensive kings, you know, so they won't let many mm. in. But um, oh, I'm surprised that you say about Turkey. Yeah, because I don't really know a lot about them. Italy, obviously, they can be so hit and miss. Um, You know, they're normally, obviously, quite boring when they play. (laughs) Either 0-0 or 1-1, but um, I know what you mean, but 2-2, very interesting.
5: I'd say that, and then, I mean, what we wanted to ask Yuri really was about England, wasn't it? England-Croatia on Sunday... I I feel like this is an opportunity for us to really stamp on the first match and get three points on the board. And I think we will win that match. I think although Croatia got the better of us in the World Cup in Russia, you know, this has got some aging players in it, some new players coming in. I feel like this tournament is going to bridge the gap for Croatia a little bit. They're going to work out where they go next past Modric, for instance. I don't think it's going to be easy by any stretch, but I think England will win. I'd go 2 1.
0: Going to go 2 1. Right. I'm going to go 3 1, actually. Mm. I'm so glad that it's not the first game, because the first game of the tournament is so nerve wracking. You know, there's so much pressure on it. Um, And, you know, the tournament will have started. I'm sure England will have settled down. They'll have watched a bit of it. They'll be desperate to start playing. Um, Mm. Yeah. And I. I'm just so excited about England. I don't know what it is. I've just got a great feeling that they're going to do something good. It's, um,
3: well, Yuri didn't, but, you know. Uh, uh,
5: <laughs> you know what? We can't, we can't actually take Scotland lightly, I don't think. They, they have got a better team than they've had in a long time. Um, I still think we'll be all right. But I do think they'll they'll ask some serious questions of us. It depends, doesn't it? And, and this is where we need Idurri because he can obviously tell us about the future, but it's who tops this group of death and who comes second in the group of death. Like If we come second in the group, we could have a much easier path throughout the tournament than if we come top potentially, couldn't we? So yeah, um, how far we get overall, I think we'd be happy with quarterfinals if we do match up with that group of death. Gareth Southgate himself, he said anything less than semi-finals will be deemed a failure, didn't he? No,
0: but that, that's great. I think that's really encouraging because he, for me, he realises how good the team is and how good the squad is and that's what his expectations are. You know, they've, obviously they were in the, uh, the semi-final in the World Cup um, and he probably feels that this team that we've got now is better than that team. I like his predictions. I like, his, I like the boldness of his predictions as well, you know, so... Yeah, but... I'd rather be facing Scotland than Croatia. I've just got something about this Croatia game. I still think we're going to win, but it's going to—I think it's going to be trickier than what we think.
5: Okay, and then of course one of the players that I'd say to watch out for in this group is Suček, who we've been used to in the Premier League at West Ham for Czech Republic. The final match, wow, he's a nuisance. You know, he's really physical. I, I imagine you being a goalkeeper, having your defensive line in front of you would be really worried about a player like him running in the box. Those runs that he makes and he can just get his head on a, on the end of anything.
0: Yeah, yeah, you do. You, you're always aware of, you know, people that are special or they've got like a, a knack of doing something like, you know, my mind goes straight back to Gary Lineker. The runs that he used to make to beat the offside trap were the best that I've ever seen. You know, he would always mm. go in front of the defender first and then cut in. And, um, you know, so with Suchek, you know, like I say, he's, he, he is a threat. Lindsay, who, who's your predictions to actually win the tournament?
5: I want to say to you, England, but...
0: OK, I look, other than England. I look
5: other than England.
0: I feel that we are on the verge of something special. Not just for, for the, the team that we've got, but the squad we've got as well.
1: When you were in tournaments and you had that golden generation and everyone would build you up, did you ever go into tournament thinking, this is our time? Or were you always, no, it's Brazil, or it's the French?
0: you're wanting it to be your time you never you never sometimes you'll feel like well wow, we've got a good team here at this we've got a great chance that's that's as much as you thought or that's as much as I thought because we know you know the ball is round as Yuri says <laughs> 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 wow it's that's a not got, a one. We might have got a prediction <laughs> you know and so you don't want to tempt fate you know so you never start shouting your head off yeah we're going to win this or we're going to you know that's why I was so surprised with Gareth saying that you know anything other than the semi-final mm. you know it was a bold bold statement to make that and um, but I like his confidence um, but yeah it was uh, it was just something you just kept quiet you know he's put I've, he's, he's added the pressure But he feels that they're capable of that, so I love it.
5: I think in terms of favourites, you can't really see past where everyone is going at the minute, which is France, because they have that cover in every single position. The depth in squad is amazing. And I actually think that is the thing that really means that if they get unexpected injuries, and you'll know this, you had it in a warm-up once, David, you know, you can have them at any point. And that, that French team, and I also would say Portugal, who they don't have as much depth in squad, but what they do have is really versatile players that can play in several different positions. And I think as a manager and as a tactician, you need to have that personnel that can respond to anything. And, you know, when that happened to you, that was it, wasn't it? Nigel Martin in, you've got to be ready. And if it's an outfield player, I think maybe, you know, if it's your star player like Gaza, even worse
0: you look at the French the French team um, you know they had the uh, the friendlies at the weekend didn't they and was it Griezmann and Benzema they went off injured so yeah if that if they stay injured that's two massive players for them that are out but but
5: Ousman he looks amazing as well it's like yeah
0: yeah you know so they've got but they've got when you look at that team you're thinking oh you know you look at even the defence is strong the goalkeeper Larissa is really strong um, then you got like Pogba and um, Kante. Kante. Oh, some yeah. midfield player, you know. And then, then you look at the strikers, you're like, oh my god, how can they not win it? But mm. you know, it's all about on the day.
5: Who is your favourite goalkeeper? Who's going to get the Golden Glove? Do you think?
0: Oh, I've always said that Neuer no, is the best, um, and I still feel that way. While he's still playing for Germany, he will still be my world number one because um, I think in what you see in him is a guy that's. He's good at everything. He's great with the ball at his feet. You know, he, he loves the one-on-ones. He loves the sweeping up. You know, and his saves are brilliant. And I just love that. I love the confidence that he has when he gets the ball at his feet. You never see him flustered. You know, and that's mm. what that's what I like. I like to see goalkeepers that don't get, don't start panicking or don't get up after a save and start cheering unless it's a penalty save. That's a little bit different. <laughs> <laughs> Been there, done that. Um, yeah, so he's he's always, he's he's my number one.
5: He's so commanding. And I, I, I honestly think that sometimes attackers pull out a little bit. Because of that, because of his presence, they don't go in as as far as they would on some other goalkeepers.
0: Because he's so good, they, they feel like, even if they're on a, a 1v1 with him, that they've got to do something special because mm-hmm. they know he's a good goalkeeper and that's always a great edge to have, you know. It's yeah. like with my penalty saves every time I went to the press, I always used to say, I've got a secret theory. It weren't such a secret theory. It was just a lot of guessing, <laughs> you know, but, but because I'd said that, then the penalty takers thinking, oh, he's got a special theory. I've got to make it even better so it adds the pressure onto them
5: you you were the starter of mind games
0: yeah exactly
5: secret theory
0: yeah. just used <laughs> to say it all the time but anyway <laughs> this is Seaman Says thanks for joining us on Seaman Says don't forget to leave us a review
5: and I think when people do give us a review they should remember your performances for England it has to be out of five stars five stars right
0: <laughs> I love that <laughs> thanks for listening to us and follow us on social media and hopefully Hopefully, we'll see you soon. This is a Listening Dog Media Production.
5: Sports Social Podcast Network.